Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have with us one of my favorite people, Dr. Christine Woodford, who is a veterinarian practicing in Iowa. And we met a billion years ago doing our veterinary chiropractic certification and had the opportunity to learn together and develop an amazing friendship. And Christine is one of the most amazing acupuncturists on top of her veterinary skills and chiropractic skills. And that's what we want to talk about today. So hi, Christine. Hello, Wendy. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. (laughs) Well, tell me, when was it that you first began using acupuncture in your practice? I was certified in acupuncture back in 2006. (laughs) And what made you decide that that was something that you wanted to add? Well, um, I too um, was certified in veterinary chiropractic like you and Dave and just knew that there was something else that I could add integratively into my practice to help out animals. And is there a primary way that you began and and how has that process grown with you in the past what 15 years? Yes 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 so um, I actually I think I was certified in 2007. I said 2006. Well, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So, when you began using it, did you start with horses first, dogs first? How did you begin using it in your practice? I began on horses first, and I was very passionate. I uh, learned acupuncture down at the Chi Institute in Florida, and it was an amazing course. Um, And it was just, it was that point in my career where I was looking to add something else. I was um, tired of reaching into my veterinary bag for basically either anti-inflammatories or joint injections to help the animal. I felt like there was something more that I could help them, you know, heal from the inside out. And from everything we know about the Chi Institute, it's, it's true acupuncture. It's not just putting needles in. Exactly. It's actually, um, at the Chi Institute, I learned traditional Chinese veterinary medicine. Acupuncture is one point of TCVM. That's, and I think that when we see acupuncture work, and, and you know that Dustin, who works with us, um, is who brought us up to speed on what it can do. And I've taken hundreds of hours in human acupuncture as a safe. We don't do it because unless you're doing it all the time, it's very difficult. It's such a continuous learning curve. And I got to watch Christine do acupuncture on three of our horses today and watch them melt and watch her evaluate them and see results and be able to monitor that results. And to me, that's not the same thing as pain needling. No, it's not dry needling. It's not just sticking a needle in and going, oh, we'll do this or we'll, it's not cookbook acupuncture. It's actually, let's, let's do the pulses, find out what's weak and find out what we need to balance out. Yes, yes, and that's what I loved learning about acupuncture at the Chi Institute because it was looking at the animal as a whole. And the theory behind acupuncture is basically that 
chi or energy flows from point to point on channels or meridians. And as long as the energy is flowing, systems are working, animals and humans are healthy and happy. But certain things can block the flow of energy and that will first cause pain and then eventually disease. And by um, first reading the animal, checking their tongue and their pulse, scanning them and seeing where that energy flow is blocked and then placing those needles in that specific point to get the energy flowing through the meridians, it's amazing how that can help the animal heal from the inside out. Is there something about how they react to the way you put the needles in that tells you Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we get a big reaction, considered a day chi reaction, and that can be a big explosive re, um, release of energy. And I'll be honest with you, when I learned the chiropractic with you and um, Dave in our course, you know, we're picking up legs, we're moving the horses around, and that's pretty physical. And, you know, sometimes picking up the legs can be dangerous. I honestly thought, ooh, putting the needles in the animal, that'll be easy. Well, honestly, I've gotten my worst kicks from doing acupuncture because sometimes if I hit a point and it can release such a, a big release of energy, that animal sometimes will kick out, buck up, um, and really um, release some energy. Sometimes those are the animals that need that acupuncture the most because they have so much pent up energy and getting everything flowing again is very therapeutic. We have seen that explosion, and we've seen it go boom, and then the horse just goes, oh, thanks, I needed that, and chill right out, hopefully before um, doing any physical harm to the practitioner. Yes, but again, yes, as and exactly, know. and that's where I have a lot of respect for acupuncture because, number one, safety is, is uh, most important for the animal and for the humans around, so we want to do it in a good, safe way. Um, area and we have to really listen to the animal that's what I found too sometimes less is more if the animal is very reactive it's better to use either smaller needles or less needles because it can be so powerful but that's listen see this this again you'll if you know us you'll understand why I enjoy talking with Christine so much because it's as Dave said it's not cookbook it's per animal it's what's best for this animal in this moment, because I imagine that they're not the same every time you see them. Oh no, definitely not. Mm -hmm. And what's so neat also about acupuncture is, you know, we listen to the, you know, what the Chinese thought 3000 years ago. Well, it's also pretty amazing in the last 20 years, especially, they've done some more current research on how and why acupuncture works. And a lot of that research has been done at the Qi Institute, where they first have pulled blood on the animal, did the acupuncture, then retested the blood. And it does show the flow of good neurotransmitters, good endorphins. It helps to dilate the blood vessels to help more circulation in the area. And it helps the lymph vessels to recirculate that fluid also. So it's really cool that there's a good therapeutic approach. And yeah, we've seen a lot of research coming out too with, because uh, we, do, we deal a lot with fascia and dealing with the fascial lines. And a lot of the fascial lines follow the meridians. So there, there's actually, there's actually uh, an acupuncture group that is actually doing a lot of research with fascial lines and acupuncture and how it works and how it's effective. And there's, there's a number of articles out right now from the Fascial Research Institute on acupuncture and fascia and how it works. Well, they, it's, it's almost like you go, it's all the same stuff. It's all about energy and how that energy flows and whether or not 
you know, it, finding out that fascia is not just something you cut through when you're a surgeon, but it's actually electric and sending messages. And isn't it interesting that the superficial dorsal line and the bladder meridian are the same? Yes. You know, mm -hmm. so when you're getting these great results, moving energy, you are actually working with chi, even if you don't know the name of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I know you work a lot in the um, quota horse world and in the paint world, and how does acupuncture factor into that part of your life? Yes, I do. I, I actually myself like to show horses. I show more stock type horses. And just with most performance animals, um, the tasks that we ask them to do, it's tough on their body. You know, we ask for a lot of hind end drive. Um, we're riding them, they get back sore. So I have treated um, several performance horses and I love the reaction that I get back from my clients is that the horses just seem a lot more happy. They're more willing to do their job and happier doing their job. So is it something that you'll often do at a show venue? Or do you find that they need time to acclimate or yeah. is it? It depends on the animal and it depends on the situation. But if it's the very first time that I've seen an animal, I would like, I my um, time that I request to work on the animal is at least four to six hours before an event. I want them to rest after the acupuncture and get used to the new energy flow. I don't want to acupuncture them and then boom, send them right into the show pen. Now, if it's an animal that's used to having the acupuncture done, like my own animal who's lucky to be owned by a veterinarian, I might do some specific points for some specific joints that I know she's had issues with in the past. Um, just to help that um, joint tame down and feel good so that she can perform the best in the pen. Yeah, but probably not right under the saddle. No, uh, no, definitely don't want to do the acupuncture points underneath yeah. the saddle. I mean, I say that's similar with chiropractic with us with new clients. It's like, I don't want to adjust the horse right before it goes in the show ring the first time I'm seeing the horse because, you know, sometimes that increased energy can get the rider bucked off or, you know, ponies. I, I will not adjust a pony that I don't know right before it takes a child into a hunter class. You know, mm -hmm. th these are things that make sense when you're looking for um, the best outcome. Yes, yes. And that actually leads me to a story. It was one particular horse. It was the first time I did them at a weekend show. And I treated them on a Friday evening. And I said, you know, just give the time, you know, the horse some time to rest and to um, re-equilibrate. Um, and you know, before you go out to ride, perhaps lunge first. Wow. <laughs> the response back I got from that client was they waited until the next morning, went out and lunged the horse and the horse just whew, uh, released a lot of energy on the lunge line. But then they put the saddle on and went to ride it and it was the best ride that they had in several months. So the power of acupuncture. The, exactly, and the power of communication, which you know, yeah, it would have gone different if they would have ridden that horse without lunging it first. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but again, you know, you think about, yeah. to us, all health is communication. Brain cell to body cell, tissue to tissue, organ, you know, brain to organ, all of that. And isn't acupuncture just helping the body communicate along those, 
you know, those meridians and, and actually speak to itself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what's so fun too, and what I like to work with clients and what we looked at with your horses today, when I first read the tongue, you can visually see that the tongue oftentimes has different colors and consistencies. And after, you know, doing the acupuncture and letting them sit, or I say cook on the needles for 10 to 15 minutes, that immediate effect of that um, different circulation and how it affects the tongue. We saw that today on all of the horses. We saw a red tongue calm down and go to neutral, and we saw a, a sort the of- The purple tongue that indicates stagnation, that the energy was not flowing. Yeah, and then yeah. that became pinker and less purple, and then we had one that was kind of gray and, and had no color, and then that one got color. So it's just interesting to see all of the transitions and changes that can happen, and this leads me to, you know, sometimes you simply put needles in, but you were saying sometimes you add to that process using PEMF or MagnaWave. Yes, yes. Well, at the Chi Institute, you know, we learned essentially just putting the needles in, which is considered dry needling, dry needling. And sometimes that, you know, the needles alone are enough stimulation. They also taught us the electroacupuncture where we would hook up certain leads to the acupuncture needles and pulsate energy through them. That works great on horses and they have good research behind that. I, in my practice, I've expanded the small animal side of my practice in Iowa, especially in the winter time where I can work in a controlled environment. Heated office. Yes, and a freezing yeah. spot off. In yeah. Other words. <laughs> yeah. And for the small animals, especially, those needles were smaller. And by the time I hooked the electrode up to it to pulsate energy, many times the, le the leads would just pull the needles out. Well, when I had learned about the MagnaWave machine, the PEMF, um, through yeah. Wendy yeah. and Dave <laughs> over a decade ago, it was actually at a horse show. Um, I was at a horse show with my own horse and I had a phone call from a good friend of mine who had a little dachshund that unfortunately was outside. Her neighbor's dog picked it up and shook it and dropped it. Mm -hmm. It immediately was not using its hind legs. Um, I said, you know, well, hey, I'm here at this horse show this weekend, come to the horse show. And as I'm um, carefully adjusting the dog, knowing that there's probably a disc compromised, I put the needles in thinking, you know, I'd really like to stimulate these needles knowing I'm gonna have a tough time hooking the leads up to them with my electroacupuncture machine. So I had the MagnaWave machine there and I put the loop of the MagnaWave over the needles and started to pulsate the energy through um, the loop, which then stimulated the acupuncture needles that dog got a lot of relief. And within three treatments, we had the dog walking. That's phenomenal. So good, yep. we love this. And story. then she, of course, told her veterinarian. Her veterinarian had a similar client come in with a similar interest. They sent it to me, and again, within three treatments, we had the dog walking again. So that's kind of my niche market, is that I do now stimulate my acupuncture needles with the PEMF. Only on small animals, or are you doing it with the equine as well? It depends on the equine's owners and what their goals are. Mm -hmm. But it does work wonders when I can do all the modalities together. Yeah. I mean, Plus, we get you the bigger loops, then you'll be able to do right. you, you, more needles at the same time. Absolutely. I, I will say now that we're using the super large loops and we're getting so much, and, and I actually have to share with Christine some of the videos that we've taken with that. 
I can imagine you putting the needles in, us putting the big loops and watching do the needles on the different meridians react differently because it's on a horse, you have such a, an area that you can observe, you know, a little bit tougher on a little bitty dog, but yeah. when you have them spread out and you can actually see that vibration awesome. and are you getting more vibration in one or another and where is that chi more blocked? Yes, yes. You know, because you can feel it. Mm -hmm. But it's so cool when it's this giant visual that everyone can see. Yes, yes. That'll be very exciting. Yes. So we have all kinds of wonderful things planned for our future working with Christine. So this is interview number one, but we plan many more after this. We're just thrilled and excited to have her here physically visiting us in Wellington today. Is there anything else you want to add for uh, people who might have questions about acupuncture or, uh... and how can they get in contact with you oh that that's a great question yes i do have a website um the website it's the uh initials to my business name veterinary integrative performance services so you can easily find me at www.vipsvet.net so that's vipsvet.net. Yeah, and we'll make sure that you have that access uh, via the Equiline podcast. Christine, it was absolutely wonderful having you here, and we look forward to more podcasts in the future. Yay, I'm so excited. Yeah. Everybody, have a spectacular, wonderful, and healthy day. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.